Too late. <laughs> Stop trying to be cool. <laughs> yo, yo, yo! Welcome no, into the Forces you... of Solitude podcast. I... My name is T Sizzle. This no. is Mary Wizzle and no. Kai Fo Shizzle. No. This is a creator-focused episode. It's it's a show that we do once a month where we talk about a random comic creator whose name is pulled out of a bucket. I want to know, am I a joke to you? How many yes. bears has he had? Only I don't couple. know. Only <laughs> a few. Um, it's Friday, Kyle. You gotta let this. Um, We're keeping that? Yes, we are. Okay. Uh, at the end of this episode, we'll pull out the name for the next month's creator-focused episode. But Mary, this month we are talking about who? Jeff Loeb. Jeff Loeb. Of- Leob. He doesn't get a cool name. Loeb. Loeb. <laughs> Loeb. That's the way it's spelled, right? Yeah. And it's Jeff is spelled like the douchiest Jeff. <laughs> like, I used to say like the douchiest Jeff is like Jeff Johns, like the people that put an O in Jeff. But no, J-E-P-H is definitely the douchiest Jeff. I think you judge too much. So. Just like never trust a Jonathan that's J-O-N instead of J-O-H-N and Jonathan. That's the douchiest of Jonathans. I know a J-O-N. Sorry. And he's very nice. Well, I hate to break to you. <laughs> he's a douche. Um, so these shows are basically divided into two parts. We, Mary does like a history where she's going to talk about Jeff Loeb's career and some of his accomplishments and all that stuff. And then the other part is book reports where Mary, Mary has read nothing, but Kylie and I, I have read something. And we're going to talk about it. You didn't take this opportunity to do Long Halloween? I didn't. I'm reading The Walking Dead. It is taking my time. Jeff Loeb that. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Mary has been reading more comics lately than I've seen than I've seen her read in quite some time. It's all the Walking Dead, but like I'll, I'll give her Walking Dead is is in a great comic. I'll it's give huge. Her, I'll just I'll take what I can get. So, right. Compendiums are huge. Uh, first things first. I want to. I mean, we posted on our socials and stuff like that, but I want to give a big thank you to everybody that downloaded our Joker episode from last week. Um, it is by far our highest downloaded podcast we've ever done. It is. So um, anyone that's tuned in for the first time to that episode and you decide to come back for this one, thank you if you found us through that episode or uh, by whatever means, man. Thank you guys so much for making that episode so successful. I would have ne- I've, I figured that one would do well because most of our movie ones do pretty well. But I mean, I don't know why specifically that one perform so well i mean i guess people just really wanted to hear other people's opinions on that movie so just went kaboom that's yeah. what happened so yeah thank you so much for that mary yeah tell us about jeff Loeb. okay jeff Loeb. his real name is joseph Loeb the third oh okay so the so the joe <laughs> okay so the j-e-p-h makes sense if it's actually joseph then yeah so maybe he's not a I douche guess. he's not as much of a douche <laughs> As if you actually spelled it J E P H. Like that. Just that's, call that's douche. Joe Loeb. J Loeb. J Loeb. J Loeb. He is forever now. God damn it. Oh, where was that kid, 30 seconds ago when she was like, oh, no nickname? J Loeb. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, he was born. <laughs> There's hair footprints on your paper. <laughs> it was oh. in my car. And people stepped on it. 
It works. <laughs> I wasn't going to print new papers. I <laughs> think of the trees. Uh, it was. <laughs> <laughs> think of the trees. <laughs> well, someone please think of the trees. <laughs> okay. But sorry. what about the people? <laughs> <laughs> what about the children? Uh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> something. Boom Studio said something is killing them. What? Something is killing the children. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you ready? All right. Let's get back on track. That's right. God damn it, Mary. <laughs> it's all your fault. He was born January 29, uh, 1958. So we already cool. talked about that off mic. He's 61. Uh, he's from Stanford, Connecticut. He's an East Coast guy. East Coast, yeah. A lot of people are from the East Coast that uh, that we've done these on. J-Lo and J-Lobe. <laughs> J-Lobe. Yep, you have to say He's the lobe. J-Lobe from the block. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, notable works. I got Batman Hush. Sure. Batman The Long Halloween. Oh, it was a, you know. Worked, yeah, worked with other people. Uh, I mean, Hush is probably the the biggest book he's ever done. I'm sure. Really, like, you don't think Long Halloween? As far as like recognizable, successful. Yeah, you're probably. Yeah, you know right. I mean, I'm yeah, not talking yeah, yeah. about objective quality. I'm just saying, like, Hush is a a beast of its own. Gotcha. You know, Daredevil, Yellow, sure. Hulk, Gray, Spider Man, Blue, Superman, Batman, mm-hmm. uh, and then America White. We're not going to mention uh, that. Well, no. I mean, oh, it's, it's notable. It's so notable. Sorry. These are. Is it though? <laughs> what was deemed as to be notable that we're good? Sure. Uh, and he also did Commando, Lost, and Teen Wolf for his film and television. There's some film and television in here too. Didn't he also ruin the Ultimate Universe? Yes and no. <laughs> he did some bad stuff with the Ultimates three, but I am one of those rare people that liked Ultimatum. Okay. Yeah. It's actually what I talked about when we did the Dave Finch. That's right. That's right. His Ultimatum. All right. We got awards. Eisner Awards, 1998 Best Limited Series for Batman The Long Halloween. You got an Eisner for that? Yep. Oh, good for him. Apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> good, good for him. him. That's a good book, man. Uh, 1999 Best Reprint Graphic Album for Batman The Long Halloween. I don't know why There's that's an, an award. Best but Reprint? I guess. Yes. <laughs> good for him. <laughs> 2002 best reprint uh graphic album for batman dark victory okay. 2007 best single issue or one shot for batman the spirit number one uh got uh eisner nominations for 1999 best writer for superman of all seasons and then 1999 for best limited series for batman for all seasons not i've met batman <laughs> Superman. They should have done a Batman for all seasons. I guess that was long hell. You would never see like summer Batman. <laughs> Running around in his little bat shorts. <laughs> Just Adam West like surfboard Batman. My bad. Apparently I had Batman on the brain. Uh, Wizard Fan Awards. 1997. Favorite one shot or miniseries for Batman the Long Halloween. 1998. Favorite one shot or miniseries for Superman of all seasons. 2003, favorite ongoing series for Batman. 2003, comics greatest moments of the year for Clayface returning as Jason Todd in Batman number 617. That's in Hush. Yeah. Uh, 2003, favorite sporting character. 2013, uh, 2003 for Catwoman in Batman. Okay. I'm assuming that's in Hush as well. I, I don't know why <laughs> he would get an award for that, but okay. <laughs> It's wizard. He uh, also he has an honorary doctorate from St. Edwards University, Austin, Texas. Really? Yes. It's honorary. It's just honorary. (laughs) It's just honorary. It's like real. (laughs) He's not a real doctor. 
<laughs> um, he also got a Jules Verne Award. He got it in 2005. It was belated because he couldn't uh, show up to the awards for his work on Smallville. This was because of his son's illness. So he got it later than the actual awards went on. He worked on Smallville? Yes. Oh, he's done a lot of TV. Yeah, I know he came from movies and TV first. I knew that. And then obviously he's done a lot of the Marvel stuff. But I didn't know he worked on Smallville. That's cool. Do you know what he did on Lost, Mary? He worked on um, Lost? It might be in my notes. You Do you <laughs> want to talk about it? I, I don't know. I, that's why I was asking. Okay. It might be in my notes. I haven't reread through my notes. but uh, So just some fun facts, I guess. I don't know why I have these, but I have them. Because they're fun. Uh, Loeb shares his writing studio, uh, the Empath Magic Treehouse with Jeff Johns and Alan Heinberg. Hmm. Loeb's son, Sam, died on June to 17, 2005. <laughs> wow, I can't talk. Uh, he died at the age of 17. He had a three-year battle with bone cancer. That's so pretty if you did actually. not know that, yeah. you do now. That blows. I believe his he wrote a little one shot, or his son wrote a one shot for a, ba- a Batman Superman. Oh, yes, if I he remember does. correctly. Okay. Oh. So June two thousand six, Sam had a story published in Superman Batman number twenty six, which was it was nearly completed before his Beth and his Beth. <laughs> <laughs> Beth <laughs> before uh-huh. his death, uh, and then his father finished his work with the help of like other writers and artists like uh jeff johns john cassidy uh ed mcginnis joe something (laughs) (laughs) joe chill (laughs) no joe magna no (laughs) madurira madurira (laughs) madurira yeah no i can't joe mad is what people Uh, usually call him (laughs) joe mad perfect i should have known that I would never have done that. Rob Liefeld and Joss Whedon helped along with some other people. I couldn't list all of them. You want me to list 25 names? No. I'm impressed it took 25 people to finish kid's story, though. <laughs> you he impressed? was 17. Come on. That must, that must have been a hell of a story. I need 25 people to crack this nut. <laughs> <laughs> um, in this issue, they also featured a tale... T- titled uh, Sam's Story, which was dedicated to him, where a boy named Sam serves as the inspiration for Clark Kent to later become Superman. Okay. Yes. Isn't that so nice? (laughs) It is. Uh, Characters created by. There wasn't a whole lot that I found. I can't think of any. I did find some, but I don't know a whole lot. Uh, I don't know any of these people, really. (laughs) (laughs) Just to be honest, except for Hush. Hush is on here. Uh, so, Ricky Barnes, Batzaro, Sophia oh, Falcon, Giganti, Giganti, yeah, uh, Alberto Falcone, That's Nate Gray, yeah. Hush, Jimmy Hudson, Nova, which the name is Sam Alexander. Jimmy Hudson, I'm guessing, was Ultimates. It's Wolverines. Hush is Dr. Thomas Elliot. Spoilers. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Red Guardian, Scorch, and Toy Man. The the I think this is where it gets really Please confusing. Please be specific because yeah. I'm like <laughs> it's it's where it gets really really so most people are familiar with the toy man that is the Superman villain, the guy that uses the toys and stuff. That's the old toy maker that but there's another toy man that gets introduced in the 
Superman Batman series, which is the Japanese kid that's like oh, yeah. 14 or 15 that is like a super inventor. Why they didn't come up with another name for him, I have no idea when there's already a toy man in the DC universe. Wasn't that in one of the animated movies where it makes the big rocket ship that's half Batman and half it's Superman? It's in the animated movie that's based off Public of the Enemies. Book. Yep. Yep. Okay. We'll talk about that later. I know some DC stuff. Oh. <laughs> but so that's that's the toy man she's referencing is uh the 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 young the young Japanese boy. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Just wanted to clarify because I had no idea. It just said Toy Man, and I was like, "Yeah, okay." Not the not the cool Superman villain. That's way underrated. He's cool. Toy Man's awesome. He's up there with Condiment Man. Okay. Condiment King. Like a zebra. Toy Man's pretty badass, dude. Toy Man's actually pretty cool. Okay, we're gonna start in the 1980s where he debuted in filmmaking uh, with his collaboration with Matthew Wiseman for writing the script of Teen Wolf, oh, released really? in August 23rd, The Martin McFly Teen Wolf? I yeah. believe so. I think he did both, actually. Oh, really? I, think he I worked believe on both. so. Yeah, Teen Wolf 2. It's in another one. T-O-O. T-O-O. Two, as in also. Michael J. Fox actually not Martin McFly, but you know what I mean. I know exactly what you meant. For some reason, Marty McFly came to my brain faster than <laughs> He'll always be Michael J. Fox. So uh, Those two also collaborated in writing the script for Commando. I oh. just watched that last week. I don't even know what that is. It was on. It was on. We were flipping through the, the movie channels and it came on. I, I haven't seen, seen that Commando in a long for a while. time. He also got a screen credit for the film Burglar. Never heard of that. Whoopi Goldberg, I believe. I don't know. March 20th, 1987. Yeah, it's probably the Whoopi Goldberg movie. Uh-huh. Uh, then he also did Teen Wolf 2, the sequel to Teen Wolf, that was released November 20th. Dude, I loved Teen Wolf as a kid. I thought that movie was badass as a kid. <laughs> I did. I really badass. did. That's I really cool. did. That's some, it, it captured some my imagination words, a lot when I was like really young. <laughs> okay, we're moving on to the 1990s, and we're going to start in Marvel. Uh, at Challenge Marvel. Huh? Wait, that was in DC. <laughs> I know Challengers of the Unknown is like one of the first things he did, right? I don't have that on here at all. Okay, well then they're they are so unknown that Mary doesn't know. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't listed. Uh, Marvel comic at Marvel Comics, Loeb worked on Age of Apocalypse crossover storyline in 1995. Really? Oh. That's what I got. Where's McCord? I know. I'm like would have known that. He would have been like, oh yeah, he did this one shot issue that where Psylocke and he would just go <laughs> off on a whole thing. He wrote Heroes Reborn version of Captain America in 1996 to 1997. Did he? That Reborn stuff is pretty terrible. Uh, All around. Not that's just, a, that's the Liefeld stuff, right? Uh, he did some stuff, yeah. Okay. That's when they gave Liefeld that, and uh, Jim Lee the... Captain yeah, America. The- <laughs> they gave Liefeld and Jim Lee the Marvel characters back to try to... It was, what was it? FF, Avengers, Cap, and Iron Man was the other one, right? It was like I four, so. four titles? Yeah. Heroes Reborn, yeah. Uh, him and Tim Sale crafted all of the colorful Marvel titles, Daredevil Yellow, Spider-Man Blue, Hulk Gray. Spider-Man Blue, I think is one of my favorite Spider-Man stories of all time. Yeah. Lo- love that book, yep. Uh, okay, we're moving on to DC, because that's all I had for Marvel. So if there's anything for else now. for Marvel that you know in the well, 90s. Yeah, not in the 90s. Yeah. He'll come back. So his first work was on Challengers of the Unknown, okay. but I had started with Marvel, so... Okay. We're going back in time now. This just, is 1991. Uh, I knew there was challenges of the unknown involved somewhere. Yes. 
if you would just wait for the notes, the notes will tell you. Oh, okay. The notes never fail. <laughs> the footprinty notes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kylie, that these are not That's up to your level. That's what I'm staring at is footprints. Uh, he wrote Challengers of the Unknown with Tim Sale. Oh, Tim Sale. I'm guessing that was their first collaboration. I believe so. Uh, later collaborations included Year One, centered or uh, Batman Legends of the Dark Knight Halloween specials. That was uh, Batman The Long Halloween and Batman Dark Victory. So Long Halloween is 13 issues. Dark Dark Victory is 14 issues. Is that- set in the first years of the hero's career. Yeah, is it Haunted Night, the third one, right? Uh, and Haunted Night just collects. the. Uh, there was a comic book called Legends of the Dark Knight. Yeah. Um, and those were a collection of annuals that him and Tim Sale would do. Oh, so is that what it Haunted is? Night is just a collection. Dude, of Legend of the Dark Knight was such shows. an awesome idea for a book where they were all like one-offs, and they would just rotate creators on it every month. Why don't they have like cool. a? I don't know. Why don't they have like a Batman anthology book where it's like here's just a Batman book that anybody can buy on any given month? Like here's just a Batman story. It's a like you could even charge an extra buck for it and have it be like 30, 40 pages, whatever. They they should bring that back. I don't know why. Yeah. Especially because there's so many creators that probably have a Batman pitch because that's the character everybody wants to write. So it's like, yeah, here's you know, here's so and so's one little short Batman story he always wanted That'd to do. That'd be actually kind of nice. They yeah. they'd had it for a while. No uh, way, Legends went on for a while. Yeah. Other Loeb and Cell collaborations are Superman for All Seasons. That was mm-hmm. in 1998, and then Catwoman went in Rome. That was in 2004. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Well, Loeb- hold on. Why why you, why you brought it? What are your thoughts on on Tim Sale? I know this isn't about to. I, tell I, I, I You're love a fan, Star yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm a I fan. am too. Okay. Um, I like him on specific characters. I think more than other ones. Uh, I I really enjoy Superman for all seasons, but that's not my favorite work of his. For some reason, there's something about that book that I don't love his style on as much as like Batman Along Halloween. I think is a flawless book. I think like Spider-Man Blue looks really good, especially because you can tell Tim Sale's kind of going for a Hulk Ditko. Gray. The way he does Hulk and Hulk Gray yeah. is. is beautiful so i think it just depends on i like him on certain characters more than i do on other ones but i mean i think tim sale is fantastic oh yeah so lo became the writer of superman in issue 151 so it started in 1999 and he worked mostly with ed mcginnis for this and these included stories of emperor joker and Mm -hmm. our worlds at war crossovers emperor joker is a trade that i own the don't love but it's okay <laughs> it's a it's very wacky and ed mcginnis is not i, one I of remember reading very it, stylized um, oh yeah he is he, and he's definitely one of those guys that you look at and go oh that's mcginnis oh for sure i mean he stands out like no doubt still working too going into the Charles 2000s just had a couple of uh, original pages he? when he was in new york from oh, mcginnis shit. Yeah. of what Comic comic book. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, don't know for, oh. I don't know exact what exact issues they were. Oh, okay, uh, he was one I really had to acquire a taste for, but once I did, I was like, nah, I, I like it. I think good. what it takes for him was like his run on Hulk. It's it's he has a certain like you said he has a specific he was style. Made for Hulk, oh though. yeah, like he draws everybody like super steroided out, but like Hulk's supposed to look when, like that. When you so. see him when you see his artwork <laughs> match the characters. That's when you're like, oh, yeah. this guy's good. I dig it. In 2002, we're in the 2000s, Loeb teamed up with Jim Lee to create Batman Hush. Jim Lee's first work at DC it was a huge deal. Was like, we got Jim Lee, and he's going <laughs> to draw Batman. <laughs> um, 
2003, he teamed up with McGinnis and launched Batman, Superman. Superman, mm. Batman, sorry. Where's that <laughs> omnibus DC, please? Have they not done one? They have not. No kidding. There's so many wow. series I would, you just would assume would be collected, and they're, they just, it's just not. Huh. Grant Morrison's JLA has not been collected in an omnibus. It just, I'm like, it, dude, it's 40 issues, too. You could do that in one badass omnibus yeah. and the whole thing. But yeah, I mean, Batman Superman would probably take you maybe two to do it. But yeah, probably I mean, a couple. But I, I, that was one of my favorite, favorite series. I, I love that series to death. So, so this run spawned the ongoing Supergirl series mm-hmm. and an animated film for Public Enemies. Two animated films, Public right. Enemies, and uh, the 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 comic book story is called Supergirl, but the animated movie is called Superman Batman Apocalypse. So there, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> take your the notes. Don't take fan. your footy notes and yeah. So, 2002, he wrote the script for the episode of Smallville entitled Red, which introduced Red Kryptonite to the series. Oh, is that the one where he gets the red kryptonite ring and becomes an asshole? <laughs> I is it the one with the red guess. kryptonite? It's in season two. It's the one with the red kryptonite. <laughs> yeah, yes. it's in second season, second or third season. So it introduced red kryptonite. So like that a, is the first time yeah. we see red kryptonite. Like he ever? did it. Ever in the show, oh, just in no, small, just in the show. In small, okay. in the show. yeah, okay. no, Red just in small. He gets like right. a, it's been so long since I've seen. It. He gets like a class ring or something, but one of the rubies in it is red kryptonite, and it just it makes a him a douche. Yeah, it just makes like him a douche. Superman three, yeah, pretty much. Uh, later on, he became the writer and producer for ABC TV series Lost yeah. during the oh. show's second season. Okay, uh, then <laughs> I'm, he... I'm a big Lost fan, so I'm surprised that just. I had no idea. So. You're not a Lost fan? No, I am. Oh, okay. That's why I'm surprised I, I just... did not know <laughs> okay. that he had anything to do with that. I'm a Lost fan, and I didn't know that. I just know David, David, Damon Lindelof and J.J. Abrams I was going to say, that's and... a J.J. thing. I had right? no idea. I don't follow those names. <laughs> do you not like Lost? Who's the other guy that was on like, every like TV Lost. show? Bruckheimer or whatever? I just like the show. That guy oh, was on like every so. show in the 2000s. Leaving Lost... He became the co-executive producer and writer on the NBC drama Heroes, which I also love. Oh, that's his too? Mm-hmm. Oh. Heroes I, is a show I never watched. But I, I never saw it. the last season. Oh, I've never seen any of it, but I know it's like a cult following show. So, uh, 2006, it was Loeb who chose his hometown of Stanford, Connecticut to be the subject to superhero destruction in the first issue of the 2006 to 2007 Marvel series Civil War. Mm-hmm. So he chose that place, apparently. I just assumed Mark Miller does what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, he chose it. So okay. I, I do what I want. I get, yeah, that's cool. Uh, is, that the, is that the city that huh? the, who's it, the New Warriors or whatever? I think they, so. they destroy the Yeah, of Civil it was War. actually. Yeah. yeah. They, they blew yeah, up the school. Aren't they on like a reality TV show? Or it's been yeah. so long since I've read Civil War. It's fucking New Warriors. It's like the most important thing they've ever done in the Marvel Universe. Go ahead. 2007, uh, he wrote the miniseries Fallen Sun, The Death of Captain America. Oh, <laughs> As gotcha. Kylie holds up, it's great radio. <laughs> I, got, holds, I got that book right here in my hand. hand. Everyone, everyone could hear that. Uh, it was great radio. Sound effects. <laughs> 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 uh, the first issue of that ranked number one in the sales uh, for April 2007. Uh, and the fifth and final issue, dated in July fourth of the same year, was funeral for Captain America. Yes, it was. Yes, <laughs> 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 and 
Washington Post and a couple of places covered that. Oh. Okay. Wrote articles about this it. This is probably a good time to bring up a, a really heavy, like, comic misconception of a lot of people believe that Captain America died in Civil War. <laughs> yeah. Which didn't happen. No, it was after. Yeah. Uh, Civil War ends with Captain America surrendering to the government. But, uh, a lot of people believe he died in Civil War. He did not. It was a. I think I want to say it was like Captain America twenty five or it was, something. Yeah, like that. I mean, I I think I think on the comic it says like Civil War epilogue or whatever. Like it's, but it's not. If you abide the trade for Civil War, he does, he not, does not die, die in, that in book. That, yeah. That's Brubaker still, isn't it? I think so. When Cap dies, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, okay. that was the Brubaker stuff. So yeah, worth worth mentioning because that's something a lot of people believe. So that didn't happen. Or it did, just not when you thought it did. That did not happen. It did not. That we haven't brought that one out in a while. <laughs> there's the, there's, that's the cover, actually, right there. Oh, yeah, there it is, yeah. Uh, in 2005, he signed an exclusive contract with Marvel when this is where he launched the Ultimates 3 and Hulk and introduced Red Hulk. Oh, oh just that was this, He made this, Red Hulk? Yeah, this was... Thunderbolt this, Ross? This was the downfall for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, this, like, this whole is, era. This is where it This is where it was like, oh, Jesus. Down I, real. I, I, I was reading that Hulk stuff, and they kept teasing us. We're going we're gonna to reveal who Red Hulk is in Hulk 600 mm-hmm. when they did the big anniversary issue, and they never did. And the, we're going to reveal it. And it got to the point where I'm like, I don't think Jeff Loeb even knows who the Red Hulk is supposed <laughs> to be, because they kept teasing it so much, and they never gave us anything red hulk cool idea or no no okay no i'm of the belief that there should be one hulk and that's other than she hulk like hulk yeah. and she hulk are fine but i don't need like all of these hulks yep. i think that's really dumb <laughs> i agree i like thunderbolt ross as a character though i think i think he's pretty badass so i thought this was funny and i have no reason for it uh in 2008 <laughs> Captain America White was supposed to start, but it only started they with issue zero, zero, and then they finally printed it in 2015. Mm-hmm. Is there? Do you know why? Because I don't know why. Was it that late after all the other ones? Oh yeah, oh, okay. yeah. They did a zero, and it was a it was a cheap. It was a, it wasn't a full issue. It was just a a, a little thin, kind of almost like a, a preview issue, mm-hmm. and then nothing ever came of it. And I don't know if it was because he went to do DC stuff or he was doing DC stuff or there was contract stuff. I don't know why that took so long. But when it finally did come out after all those years, it was very uneventful. And Tim yeah. Sale came back for that, right? Yeah. It was okay. nice. That's the one I've never read because I've heard it's not worth a damn. So It was fine. It wasn't. Yeah, it was nothing like the other three. It's in the uh, the omnibus they did, though. They did that nice Marvel color omnibus that's got all four of them in it. 2009. With David Finch, he worked on Ultimatum. Go back to our David Finch episode. That, that, that was the one thing I liked. Hear extensively era. about that. Extensively? Is it Remember extensively? Kylie showed up with like sheets. He 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 went pretty deep. <laughs> oh, was that your reading? <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Where the blob eats the wall. Killing everybody in that damn <laughs> series. Blob. It was great. Yeah. Isn't that from X-Men Origins? Wolverine? Yeah. Why well, he's just Isn't that from... his name too? Yeah, the blob. Yeah, the yeah. blob. Is it the same one? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> same character. And he eats the wasp. Oh. Oh. <laughs> like I literally. Forgot. 2010. Uh, June 28, 2010. Marvel Entertainment, as part of its expansion into television, appointed Loeb to the position of executive president. Sorry. Executive vice president, head of television uh, of the newly created. Marvel Television, which where he has basically stayed, right? That's yeah, I think where he's, he's been, been involved with all that stuff. Shield, yeah, he's all the Netflix stuff. He's basically <laughs> the he's basically the Kevin Feige of the 
TV stuff, right? He's kind of the guy that oversees all the. Yeah. He oversaw all the Netflix shows. Does he do Shield too? Oh yeah. Okay, so he's over all of Marvel TV that shit. And the Waden Brothers, Cloak and Dagger, Shield. and stuff. Runaways. He does all that shit too. All okay, so stuff. he does everything. Okay, yeah, he's the guy that's over all the Marvel TV stuff. If you're into that, I'm I'm on my third. Not the Netflix. My stuff? third, yeah, yeah, all Netflix. of it. Oh, yep. I'm on my third go through of Agents of Shield. I was telling a, a buddy this, like from once. the beginning. Yeah. Oh Jesus. And uh, <laughs> I was saying this just as we were out at dinner one day, and he's like, "Wow, that's a that's a phrase you don't hear every day." <laughs> so I have a long list, semi long list of his bibliography. Ooh. We'll start in DC. Sure. Challengers of the Unknown. <laughs> well, we already mentioned that. I didn't. Oh, it's on here. Yes. Challengers of the Unknown. It's the last one on this one. Uh, Batman Legends of the Dark Knight. Batman Choices. Batman Ghost. Batman Madness. This all was collected. It was a Halloween special. All connected. Yes. Uh, then Batman the Long Halloween. <laughs> Don't make fun of me. Yes. For reasons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, Superman, Batman, Secret Files, Superman, Emperor, Joker, Superman for All Seasons, JLA, Our World at War, JSA, All-Stars. Oh, Our World at War is pretty badass, yeah, too, actually. Good. I forgot he did that one. That's a pretty dope story. Batman, The Spirit, uh, Catwoman, When in Rome, Challengers of the Unknown. Challengers of the Unknown. <laughs> uh, so, Marvel, uh, Amazing Spider-Man, number 545. This was a text article only. <laughs> <laughs> Astonishing X-Men, The Avengers, Volume 2, The Avengers X and Sanction, Hulk, Hulk Gray, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man, Volume 2, uh, Captain America, Volume 2, Captain America, White, Daredevil, Yellow, Fall of the Hulk's Gamma, Fallen Sun, The Death of Captain America, Dark Horse Comics. Guys, uh, <laughs> head perks up. What? 9-11, uh, Artists Respond. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Hellboy, Weird Tales, Image Comics, The Darkness, Batman, Savage Dragon, number 50. That's a list. It's not everything. Was well, it the Darkness Batman crossover? or It's the Darkness slash Batman. Okay. He did that? I guess so. And that's all I have. Isn't the Darkness that band that sings that awesome, I believe in a thing called love song? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I believe in a thing called love. Sing us a little bit. Uh. <laughs> Okay, there's a test, so I hope you guys are paying attention. All right. <laughs> Challengers of the Unknown. Challengers of the Unknown. I did not choose Batman Along Halloween from my book report, but I want to talk about it just for a second because it is my favorite Batman story of all time. Yes, you talked about um, it extensively. Yeah, it's, it's my favorite Batman story ever. Um, like Mary mentioned, it takes place shortly after year one. They don't really give you like a specific place, but it's supposed to be very early on in Batman's career. And... Batman Long Halloween is a mini a maxi series that basically follows over a year's time. There's this serial killer that's been they nicknamed the Holiday Killer that's been killing people on every single holiday, and it's basically Batman, Commissioner Gordon, and Harvey Dent teaming up trying to figure out who this Holiday Killer is. And Tim Sale's art is gorgeous in it, and it's one of those things where like they tell you like three or four times who they want you to think it is and then you buy it every time and it changes and up until like the last couple pages you think you know who the killer is and then you're like oh shit it it, it changes so many times it, it, that book throws you through a loop and almost every major character appears in it at least oh, yeah. at some point so it's kind of fun I mean Hush is similar in that way too but it I think Long Halloween was the Riddler the whole time that's not true um <laughs> The long Halloween. I actually like in that one. I like the use of the Riddler in Long Halloween because the police actually bring the Riddler in to help 
where they're like we because like the holiday killer keeps leaving all these clues and shit whatever so like they like bring the riddler in to work with the cops like we need somebody that can help us like track this motherfucker down and shit calendar man plays a pretty big part like long halloween's <laughs> awesome what calendar man calendar man's awesome in the long halloween i know uh, i've not heard of that guy uh, tim sales art's gorgeous even though he draws catwoman with that ugly costume when she has the whiskers it's terrible but other than that you know like he draws it as good as it can be but yeah, yeah. okay and then spider-man blue like i mentioned is also amazing but that's not what i chose amazing <laughs> spider-man no. Oh. Um, Superman Batman is one of my favorite yes. titles ever. I had a feeling you'd do that one. Yeah. Um, so we'll start at the beginning. because the, the Wait, first... wait, wait. You just said Batman Long Halloween was your favorite Batman. My favorite Batman. Is? That's my favorite Batman story ever. Okay. Superman Batman is just one of my favorite titles ever. Okay. Um, I'll give you that. Which started with a pretty cool story called Superman Batman Public Enemies. Uh, a lot of people have seen the animated movie. The animated movie does a pretty good job of adapting the book. Uh, for the most part, it's all there. Uh, they even did a pretty good job of kind of adapting Ed McGuinness's style to the animation. Like the the movie looks quite a bit like the book, which is kind of cool that they went for the like the roided out Superman and Batman and shit. Uh, Jeff Loeb does this really cool thing through that whole book, where like almost and every page there's just tons of like inner monologue caption boxes where you get to see superman through batman's eyes and batman through superman's eyes and that was kind of like an ongoing thing that went through the like they're constantly through all the shit that's going on you just get these little boxes of like this is what superman's thinking at this moment and batman's thinking at this moment uh superman batman public enemies is basically lex Luthor becomes president and that's like if that's not enough of a pitch right there like he becomes president puts a like a billion dollar bounty on superman's head because they frame him for a murder and shit uh it's awesome (laughs) (laughs) it's really cool a lot of awesome other characters appear in it and then uh from there it goes to the supergirl story and stuff whatever but public enemies is an awesome trade it's only like five or six issues it's pretty short to read ed mcginnis's art style is kind of jarring if you're not used to it it's it's very cartoony it's it works very, for those two though it, it really does it it's just if you're not used to seeing it it takes a minute but once you can just kind of like take it in i i like it a lot but i had to acquire a taste for it certainly so i used to wonder how a billionaire business mongol could become a president and then i read it in a comic book and i watched it happen in the real world and i'm like okay so maybe jeff Loeb wasn't so crazy making <laughs> that shit um yeah so you remember having public enemies pretty cool um, if you've only seen the animated movie and haven't read the book, I do recommend reading the book just because there is a little bit more there, especially if you liked it. Um, but yeah, if you haven't done either, watch the movie and read the book. It's fun. It's good times. So that's my pick. It's good times. Kylie, good times. just hold the book up again. <laughs> Mine is... <laughs> I, um, I was actually just going to talk about like the TV work that he did, but I figured Mary would kind of go over that in her yeah. thing. So I took a page. I did read this when it came out. And we can talk more about that too if we want to. forever ago, but uh, I took a... McCord suggested this one mm-hmm. uh, to talk about. So He's I, still influencing the podcast yes. from miles away. We haven't deleted him from our, our uh, group <laughs> our group text yet. It's a really awkward situation where it's like, do you delete him? Because <laughs> that just like feels <laughs> fucked up. Nah. But it's also weird to just include him when you know he's not involved. It's a very awkward position we're put in. So this was Fallen Sun, the death of Captain America takes place after Civil War. After Civil after War. After Civil War. <laughs> after Cap is dead. Uh, written by Jeff Loeb from an idea by J. Michael Straczynski. Uh-huh. Is that that's what's credited in there? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. There, it's uh, it was five 
chapters and it goes through the stages of grief basically is that just a nice way of saying straczynski pitched it probably before he left marvel and then left and they were like we really like this idea probably jeff do you want to write this because <laughs> we already greenlit we ha- the book. we have notes <laughs> we already greenlit the book but chapter one's denial then anger then bargaining then depression then acceptance that's a pretty cool idea for, um, a, for a book and, a cool and it's all and what's awesome is it's all different artists so you've got um you doing uh the art for denial, McGinnis doing anger, Ramita Jr. doing bargaining, Skip Finch doing depression, and John Cassidy doing acceptance, <laughs> which is the oh. basically acceptance is the the funeral issue. Of Cassidy's Cap. Cassidy's so good, man. That's good, and he does, and they give Cassidy. I'll just kind of flip here. They give him like some nice, oh, nice. full page, Ooh, oh, yeah. stuff gorgeous, that, yep. you know, as they're as they're giving the eulogy and stuff. Great radio, but it's uh, it starts out with Wolverine. You know, denial. He's he's he doesn't believe Cap's dead. He wants to see the body, but mm-hmm. it's on it's on the shield he- helicarrier. The heroes are not getting along because civil war just happened. So you got sure. you got the heroes that weren't going to be a part of the registration act in hiding, mm-hmm. and Wolverine is one of those. And he he teams up with Daredevil and Doctor Strange to get aboard the helicarrier. Mm-hmm. Um. To make sure, you know, he's dead. And he's confronted by Iron Man and um, Ant-Man, I guess. And he, he they let him leave. You know, they should take him into custody, but they let him leave. You know, they, he, he wanted to make sure there was a body. Uh, and then it goes on to, like, um, Hawkeye comes back. Because he'd been dead for a bit, but he shows back up. Like you um, do. Yeah, and Iron Man actually shows him the sh- the shield. This is Cap's shield. They made two more shields: one for the Smithsonian, one for when they bury him. One one oh. that's going to go in the thing, but the but they're keeping the real shield. He, is that relationship kind of strained after Civil War and shit? Um, not too much because like, he wasn't you, he. Uh, well, yeah, that that very <laughs> much is. But he Hawkeye wasn't around for all that stuff. He came back after the fact. Um, so Iron Man pretty much tries to talk him into taking up the mantle of cap like you know you, you've you've been different people you know mm-hmm. why don't, you can you can be cap and he gives him the shield to throw around and he's awesome with it and he's like he he's he says that he's had all these different shield agents trying this and they're all in the hospital because mm-hmm. they it's just kicking their ass it comes back and you know gets them it's a um so they go out on a job and they're basically going to go get some avengers that are underground and i think it's it's the new hawkeye which i guess is kate bishop mm-hmm. um and i can't remember the other person that's with her um but they go down and he sees that there's a another hawkeye and he he has no idea so he goes in front of him he's dressed up as cap and they're like you know this is bullcrap this isn't real uh, and they kind of get in an argument about, you know, stealing people's identities and names. And he's kind of picking on her for being mm-hmm. Hawkeye. Yeah. And she's like, Cap is the one who told me to choose this name in honor of this person. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, Cap told you to do that? And he gets a change of heart and he decides, screw you, Tony. I'm I'm done. And Tony threatens, if you go with those other guys, I'm going to hunt you down. That's actually interesting because in the... Kelly Sue DeConnick run. It's actually Captain America that talks Carol into taking the Captain Marvel name as well. So he likes to just do that, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Um, Spider Man's not having a good, good time of it. There's the is he ever? Really? It's I think it's the anger issue where he's uh, and Wolverine's pissed him off. They were having a poker game and mm-hmm. 
Wolvie pissed him off, and Spider Man left. One more day still. This I want to say identity is public still. I think so. Yeah. Um. So Wolverine's kind of following him from the first issue to make sure he gets home okay because he was really pissy. He goes to see the graves of you know Aunt May or Uncle Ben and his parents and stuff, and Rhino is in the the cemetery visiting his. I think it's mother's grave and Spider-Man sees Rhino and freaks out and they just starts beating the crap out of him. Is he like in the Rhino costume and shit? Oh yeah. But he's like, he's like in a big trench coat trying to hide, but he is in the Rhino (laughs) costume. He's got a giant horn. Well, that's attached to him. He can't, he can't get that off. That's what I was asking. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Um, But like halfway through the battle, he realizes, Oh, I just attacked this guy for no reason. He's just visiting his mom's grave. And during the attack, they, the gravestone gets demolished. He gets he gets oh, really pissed off, and Wolverine's just chilling in the bushes, watching this whole thing go down. Um, but yeah, he they he takes Rhino down, and then Wolverine and him have a talk, and you know it's and then basically it just kind of it goes to the funeral. There's there's other stuff that goes on, but it's it is how it's basically goes through how everyone's dealing with cap's death like the people on both sides basically mm-hmm. uh and and it, when it does show the funeral um of course all the avengers who didn't sign up for the registration act are, are watching it you know hidden away on mm-hmm. tv oh, yeah. and they're and they're spidey's really still. yeah spidey's upset he he feels they should be there it's like we should we should be there and they're like yeah just so tony can arrest us yeah he's like uh, we could have come to some kind of understanding we should we should be there and they I could see that. And then they take the actual body because it's a fake body that they bury for the public. They actually, Iron Man has made a big coffin and they take him back up to where they found him in the ice. In the ice and oh. they give him to Namor and Namor takes him to oh, to put him to rest. That's pretty sweet. Hmm. It was really good. That's pretty sweet, man. Fallen Sun. Is this, this is in print still, right? Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, and Namor. Um, he's not getting along with any, it's, it's Namor. He's never getting mm-hmm. along with everybody, but he said, if, you know, I'm doing this for him. Yeah. I, you know, I, I will put caps like the one guy everybody respects. Exactly. You know, it's like, okay, fine. Yeah. Okay. Good. It's in print. Go check it out. Superman, Batman, public enemies sometimes is in print. That, that one sometimes is a harder one. I too. think DC has done a bigger, you know how they start doing those thicker collections, like the books, I think they yeah. call them, not the, not the volumes, but the books. I believe they did Superman Batman a year or two ago. So okay. there's a few of those volumes out that there. That one may be harder to track down, but if you can get your hands on it, check it out. Mary, do you have anything else to say on Jeff Loeb? No. Do you want to talk about some of the TV <laughs> no. stuff a little bit more in depth? Not, not really. I okay. mean, I, I know you're I, a big fan. I'm of a that big show. fan of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I know a lot of people. Well, you were a big fan of Netflix stuff too, right? I, I was. Yeah, most of it. Yeah, most of it. Uh, Jessica Jones, I could really do without. Um,. Oh, that first just, season, Jessica Jones, I still think is like first season was good. This the only good thing about season two was the episode with the Purple Man mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. Uh, third season we started to watch and I was enjoying it, but we never really went back yeah. to it. Um, but Agents of Shield, it was one of those things that originally when I watched it, and most people I talked to about Shield, they most people don't like it. The yeah. people that stuck around with it like it. It didn't start off on its first it, foot. It right? did not, um, and like it, it took three or four episodes to really 
kind of get you going stick with it when it was because i felt i i should mm-hmm. just because the, the way it was connected to all the movies and the, the whole all the marvel stuff i'm at one point my wife walked in during an episode and sat there and watched a few minutes she's like why are you watching this and this was like probably episode three two or three and i'm like i i don't know i feel like i just should <laughs> but it finally did kick in okay um and then that's that first season with uh when it was connecting to everything that was going on in winter soldier mm-hmm. um that was just it i mean it just shot up and it's just gotten better and better as it's gone on so i i urge the people out there who didn't really give it a good chance when it started out. Go back. It's all on Netflix. Go back. Give it a shot because it's it's good, especially if you're if you like the Marvel stuff. And what, like I said, I'm on my third rewatch and I'm catching just catching all the cool stuff that you don't see in the movies. Like mm-hmm. um, it's Agent Coulson that calls in the Avengers at the beginning of Ultron when they're going to get Loki scepter. He's mm-hmm. the one in agents of shield. He, they track it down. They find out who has it. He calls up Maria Hill, tells him to call the Avengers in, go get the scepter. And then there's a whole episode where Nick Fury comes, talks to him to say, I, you know, I need a helicarrier. And that's the helicarrier that shows up at the end of age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. That's what Coulson went and tracked down for him. Oh, so he could okay. go save everybody. There's, it's yeah so it's, it, it ties in it ties in very well yeah right on okay mary yeah do you want to do some weekly picks yeah we can do a weekly cool. pick yeah ice cream man's not eligible because you didn't read it you didn't read you forgot it? to tell me that it came out so. i i did not but okay yes you did you didn't hand it to me for sure <laughs> anyways for sure yeah i can't if i did read ice cream man i would have picked that obviously so next week just surprise it will be ice cream man <laughs> Because it's always Ice Cream Man. So I will pick two sentence horror stories. It's on Netflix. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Two sentence horror stories. Yes. Okay. It's, it's a really show. Good. It's, it's like a show. Five minutes long. No, they're like they're like a regular show. It's a CW show. That's not two show. sentences. I know, but it's like <laughs> so they had. It's an anthology. They had, you know, people. They wrote two sentences, and then they made a episode okay. out of it. But oh, you said okay, this yeah. is a CW show? It's a CW yeah, show. So it's not like super gory or anything, but this last episode that I watched was pretty creepy. Is it teeny bopper CW or is it more mature CW? I would say more mature. Okay. This is definitely not teeny bopper. You got to have an ongoing series to have a teeny bopper, I feel like. That's you got to have that group yeah. of kids that are misfits and they come together. That's just the CW's demographic 90% of the time. So you yes. just never know Which, what you're It works. Get. People watch it. Have you watched Creep Show at all yet? No. <sighs> Stephen King's Creep Show. I watched uh, American there's Horror a Story. T- they did a Shutter, which is a um, horror streaming service. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Greg Nicotero, the guy who he's been doing FX since like Evil Dead Two, and like all the way he did all the stuff for Walking Dead. He decided he's going to redo Creep Show in an anthology Ooh. TV series. Oh, pra- all practical really? effects, awesome! Uh, there are three cool. episodes in. Each episode's forty-five minutes, and you get two stories per episode. Oh, is it on uh, any streaming service, or is it just TV? I use it's it's okay. Shutter. Okay. Shutter, okay. Shutter is the streaming service. Perfectly <laughs> legal means. I use okay. it. Yes, exactly. All right, sounds uh, good. Yes, uh, I, have a, I have a quick Creep Show story because yes. it's just a bit of a So Creep Show, the, the the first Creep Show movie 
was like one of our like go to like late nights with your buddies watch you know meteor it's re- shit it's re- oh yeah <laughs> I, I love her always like holy old Jesus <laughs> um if you've never seen Creep Show it's it's this was it 80s oh yeah early 80s um it's it's like an anthology Stephen King you know it's like, I think the first one's like got like three or four stories in it. Yeah, they're usually um, about four stories each. Yeah, um, there's like there's like the the Father's Day birthday cake or whatever. Oh, that's yeah. like the first one. You got like the meteor and then the guy with um, the bugs. That's right. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that that was a movie we used to just watch because it was like it was funny because it was so cheesy, whatever, right? And for the longest time, I didn't know there was a creep show too. So when we found out there there's was a creep show three, is there? Yeah. Okay, so that's news. I to haven't me. seen that one. But. Okay, so. When we found out there was a creep show too, I was like, "Oh, we gotta watch this, right?" Like, yeah, the other ones, like, it's so stupid. Like, we just laugh at it, whatever, right? So we watched Creep Show two. We had a bunch of buddies, and we were all like having like a sleepover or whatever, blah blah. blah. We were like teenagers, right, in high school, and we watched Creep Show two. The very first story in Creep Show two is a story about this old antique Indian. Oh yeah, that comes to life and murders a bunch of people. And dude, that scared the fuck. <laughs> dude, it, we talked so much shit. And then that night, I remember everybody went to sleep, and I was like laying there. I was like that fucking Indian dude. <laughs> Is that the one that had the raft as well? Like, the kids the raft, that got on the raft. Like That's the, the, Stephen like King the, one. There's like the thing in the water. The black, and, yeah. And then there's one more. I think there's three in Creep Show two, and I can't. Maybe remember. there's three in each of them. Maybe uh, there's something with a hitchhiker or something I think is what I'm trying to I'm, it's been too long I just yeah. remember that fucking Indian dude I'm all about that goosebumps oh. <laughs> Creepshow is very much like that it's it's very much like that okay. yeah uh, it's very like Tales from the Crypt kind of a thing yeah it's mm-hmm. very much so. it's very comic book um, well that's what Creep Creepshow is I mean it, it starts out they throw yeah. a comic book down it opens yeah. it up it shows the panels and then the pa- one panel just kind of oh, goes yeah. into the story it's very cheesy but it's very like 80s cool cheesy you know i just love that in that first one that guy my cake <laughs> but yeah that's that's my that's my creature thing that <laughs> fucking indian after i talk so much shit like oh let's watch this dumb horror movie then i got scared shitless <laughs> that fucking indian man so yeah that's that kylie do you have a weekly pick this week <laughs> yeah i was gonna i was gonna do a comic book but i stayed up late uh for the breaking bad movie to hit netflix oh, at how midnight. Is it? um so I love Breaking Bad, and I've loved Better this Call is with Saul. Just Jesse, right? It is, okay. and Jesse, I, I'm very. I've found a few people that agree with me. I hate Jesse. Jesse's just a little bitch, like okay. in the show. And yeah, okay, and, yeah. he is. So yes. it premiered at 100 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. It came out with a perfect score. Dude, so. uh, Vince Gilligan, holy this this guy, Jesus Christ, this <laughs> guy, this. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I was kind of worried because it was just all about Jesse. And mm-hmm. I'm like, he was my least There's favorite no character. There's no at all. Oh, okay. I don't want to give away spoilers. Okay, you're yes, you already It's did. pretty awesome. That's right. um, but uh, it is good. It was really good. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I, he, I, because I, I, I binged the series in, I think, about two and a half weeks. Because wow. I wanted to get caught up. Most of it was on Netflix. I wanted to get caught up before they actually aired the finale. Yeah. Oh, so you weren't watching so it? I wasn't. I, I, I watched I watched the last six episodes as they aired. But I oh, okay. I blew through everything, Same. caught up. Um but I did yeah, that I like you, I did I that in about two that. maybe it was less than two weeks. I did it really quick. So I watching remember, Jesse that much yeah. in a row. Did they do? Six. Six. Oh, okay. And it was so big that um when like the last six episodes were coming out, they actually put like the first half on netflix mm-hmm. and then they did they finished off the last six episodes on tv so i binged all of that and then watched the last yeah six, i, I six did episodes. the same thing i had the dvr when yeah. netflix ended i went to the dvr and, 
and watched it. Yeah. Unless I'm remembering um, wrong. But I feel like they did like the first half on yeah. Netflix. Because I think the last two seasons, they split them up into like part one, part two. Yeah. Um, but watching it all that quickly, you'd see. And so most of the people that like Jesse watched it from the get go. So they were watching it on a weekly basis. And then they had in between seasons and stuff. When you have that much Jesse and that much time, yeah. he's a little, he's a bitch. And I he's... did not like the character. So I was really worried about this movie. And this movie Science. was <laughs> awesome. It good. was so good. Awesome. And it was, it's, I don't, I don't, have you watched Better Call Saul at all? I watched the first episode and then I just didn't go back. Oh, it's, it's like that. It's like, there's not a, there's, well, with this, there is, I mean, there is some stuff going on and there's a lot of flashbacks and whatnot, but mm-hmm. it's, I mean, two hours. It was it was as long as Joker. It was two hours and two minutes, I think. Oh shit! But I was like, there. I'm like, okay, this is great. And I didn't want it to end when it was over. I'm like, I want. They need to do more. more. I want more. more. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! It's good. There was a lot of hype surrounding that, so it's good that it paid off. Yeah, it's nice when something can come at out. At least for Kylie. Year. And and watching yeah. that because because it was it came as a surprise like a month or month and a half ago or yeah, so or whenever they, it kind of whenever like hey there's a Breaking Bad movie that's yeah and all everyone done. was freaking and out like, and they're like what? what and I'm watching this and there's certain scenes that they're filming where I'm like how did they keep this a secret how? I'm amazed anytime <laughs> they can do that in the modern day just with so oh, much yeah. social media and people getting set photos and like whenever they can keep anything kind of under wraps it's kind of impressive like oh shit the yeah. fact that you guys held on to that shit for as long as you did like that's, that's pretty legit um, if you're reading a lot of DC comic books right now, I applaud you. <laughs> um, DC hasn't had the best year. I've been pretty vocal about that. There's not a it's whole lot of year of the villain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I could probably give you 10 must read Marvel books before I could tell you really any must read DC books right now. There's not a lot of them, but one of the few shining lights for me personally has been the green lantern from Grant Morrison and Liam Sharp which had its last issue um, last week, issue 12, before they, they go into... So they did 12 issues of the Green Lantern, and then they're going to do the Dark Stars book. And then once that ends, they're going to do Green Lantern Chapter 2. So it's going to come huh. back. but so Because it, it's, it's where the story's going for right now. Um, that book continues to amaze me. Liam Sharp, I think, is quickly becoming like one of my favorite Green Lantern artists ever, which is a high bar because there's a lot of great artists that worked on Green Lantern, especially when Jeff Johns was writing that book. Yeah, I love the look of that book. Morrison's doing some cool stuff. It's very Morrison-y. Were, it's you, very... were you excited for the? I know you were excited for the art, but were uh, you excited for Morrison? Oh, to, Okay, that's right. Always. You're a Morrison whore. Always. Yeah, big time. Um, and it's, it's very Grant Morrison. It's very multiverse It's very big. The scope's very large. It's very... You have to read this multiple times to get what's going on because there's going to be, and it's one of those where it's like reading them month to month, almost you're like, wait, what? You almost have to read them multiple times each. Like when an, when an issue comes out, you have to reread the last one. Okay. I remember what's going on here. Um, Has it been on time? Oh yeah. 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 That, that's the thing that's impressed me. It's, it's not a single issue has been late. They got 12 issues in a row monthly. I'm like, man, for Grant Morrison, that's... That's pretty good. <laughs> and I say the art's been incredible. That's actually been the standout for me, which is saying something because, I, like you said, I am a Grant Morrison big-time fan. So, um, I think yeah. horror was the word That's I right. used. But... Well, and, and I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. Uh, do you know what um, the sales have been like for it? I know Just issue one did really, or... really well. I don't know. I know our sales at the store are not that great for no? it. Okay. Like, but 
I'm just uh, kind of curious. I, I do think a lot of people dropped off of it because it got really weird really quickly. Well, didn't and God show up in like issue two or three? It wasn't God, but it was they they played on oh. that. Yeah, um, God's on the cover, and that's so they're like, oh, Green Lantern meets God, but it wasn't really that. Again, it's Morrison. It's never what you think it is. I I do think a lot of people dropped off because it did get really weird. Uh, but like for me, just knowing Grant Morrison, I'm like, I like, what did you guys expect this to be? I remember talking to Kenny and he was like, yeah, it wasn't what they said it was going to be. I'm like, well, I never believed what they said because I knew it's like Grant Morrison's writing this book. I just expect the weird, expect the bizarre. And that's what I have got. They have all these multiverse Green Lanterns fighting in this war and stuff. There's this really cool Green Lantern from another universe. It's like a hippie Green Lantern. And he's the one that's like, hey, man, we don't have to fight. We don't have to. We just need to protect the earth, man. Like, it's it's, it's really funny. And I, I, I wish I wrote down, because there's a part where they all do their oaths. Like the, but they're all different, because they're all from these different multiverses. And his was very much like, for peace and love and brightest day. Like, it, it was so funny. I was like, oh, Grant Morrison's a genius. So, yeah. The Green Lantern, one of the few books I can really recommend from DC right now. Interesting. Even Snyder's Justice League was a highlight for a while, but this whole do more thing, I'm like, I don't care about any of this. <laughs> it's a bummer, man. I hope DC, I don't know what they're doing. I think they gave Bendis way more control, too much control too quickly, and I I just, I don't know what DC's doing right now. I think they need to bounce back hard. So We'll see. It feels Reboot. like... It feels like they really had a <laughs> good correction with Rebirth coming out of the New 52 where people are like, okay, we like this. This is good. And it feels very quickly like they're slipping right back into that DCU kind of where it's like there's just a lot of mediocre stuff coming out right now. Mm-hmm. Don't, I don't feel like they have like an identity of what they're doing anymore. Whereas like with Rebirth, it felt like everybody was on the same page. Like this is what we're doing. The goal is Doomsday Clock. We're working towards this. And I don't know if Doomsday Clock's to blame for getting delayed and they've had to just come up with shit on the fly. I don't know. But we'll get the story in a couple of years, I'm sure. Somebody will say something. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. Does anybody remember who picked Jeff Loeb out of the... I think I did. You did? I think. Does that mean it's Kylie's turn? I think it's Kylie's okay, turn. Okay, we're going to just pretend that it's Kylie's turn. Oh. Kylie, here is the bucket of all the comic uh, creative things. It was her because the original one we picked was McCord had picked it. And then was Mary name picked, redacted, and then we switched it yeah, to so then yeah. Mary picked uh, Jeff Lowe. Oh, it was that one. Yeah. Oh, can I get two? Okay, tensions building. Drum roll. Okay, <laughs> he's like, hold on, I can't read it. That I get like my a glasses. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's spelled wrong, but it is Neil Gaiman. Oh, did I spell it wrong? Yeah, you you forgot God the I. Damn it. Oh, I did. Okay. <laughs> I wrote those in like five minutes. You're Neil Gaiman. Worst. Oh, shit. Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman. Gaiman. <laughs> Whatever. That was G-A-Y-M-A-N. Neil, Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman. That's his superhero name. Gaiman. Oh. Mary, just off the top of your head, news. who's Neil Gaiman? Do you know? I know you're terrible with names. Who's Neil Gaiman? You should watch Good I'm, Omens. I'm getting, I'm getting him this. mixed up with the other Neil that I know. Neil Adams? <laughs> yeah. It's not I him. Can, I can only think of people. him right now. It's not him. <laughs> I don't know. Um, have I read anything from Neil Gaiman? I don't know. That you know you of have. that I've read? <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. Probably not. Okay. What does he write? The Sandman. Sandman's the big one. This is big thing. Okay, Lucifer. Lucifer. Yeah. I mean, it, it might Secret. carry wrote Lucifer, nope. but I mean, or, uh, Lucifer was part of the Sandman. Books of Magic. Books of Magic's amazing. Um, 
J.K. Rowling owes Neil Gaiman some money. <laughs> books Stardust. Of, books of magic is straight up. I guess this time I'm actually going to have to pick something to read. <laughs> yeah. Neil, Neil Gaiman is one of the most respected writers probably in the industry. I mean, the, he's he's another one of those that's like, I mean, his fan base is super dedicated. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the he's up there with the Morrisons and the Alan Moores. And there's people that just follow Neil Gaiman. They love him to death. He does a lot of... Sp- like public speaking and shit. He's very well educated man. So he Neil was Gaiman. just here not too long ago. Was he? Yeah. Oh, I would actually like to go if he he's was been doing... here a couple times. It's always up in Park City somewhere. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay, that actually be pretty cool. He's I've watched a lot of interviews and stuff with him. He's he's interesting to listen to. He's very engaging. Like he's a good. He's just a good like storyteller. Oh yeah. So I like Alan Moore. <laughs> he's just like so negative. <laughs> it's like, what do you think about this? It fucking sucks. Everything sucks. Um, Simpsons, are you a Simpsons watcher at all? Yeah. So there's an episode yeah. where they did a big heist. Uh-huh. Um, time heist? No, it wasn't oh. a time heist, but Neil Gaiman was one of the people. And at the oh. end, it was like him and Mo on the beach. It was uh, Neil Gaiman and Mo. Did they actually the get Neil Gaiman to come do it? Oh, yeah. Neil oh, Gaiman right voiced it and everything. Yeah. There's a, there's a really good, I'm just like getting Neil Gaiman, but <laughs> there's a, a good documentary that DC did that's just on the history of DC called Secret Origins, the story of DC Comics. Neil Gaiman's on that movie quite a bit. And there's a part where he talked, they're all talking about like how they got into comics as a kid. And um, he said that he had this box of comics and his, I think it's like, he says his dad, he never told him where they came from. He, they just showed up one day. And he's like, I remember bringing it up to my dad one time right before he died. I was like, you know, one of these times he goes, oh, yeah, that box comics. You'll have to remind me sometime. I'll have to tell you where those came from. And then he died. He's like, I never found out. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the hell? <laughs> I, I never knew. Oh, so, yeah, Neil Gaiman. That'll be fun in a month. We'll, we'll do that. <laughs> in a month. So next week, guys, it looks like we are leaving you again to have another week off because Kylie yes. had to go to the Tool concert. Tool, motherfucker. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> uh, so, no new episode next week. Um, listen to Joker again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, we'll be back here. I think we're going to do uh, Was It That Bad for Watchmen when we come back, which is nice. good because I might need two weeks to watch that movie. <laughs> really? Are you a hater? No, I fucking love it. No, oh, he it's loves one of the my movie. favorite movies of we're all time. We're probably going to watch the director's cut or it whatever. It just takes forever to watch. But we can't because we're not talking about the director's oh, cut. Oh, yeah. Because so... I was going to do the whole, I have that gigantic oh. cut that has like the... The, the cartoon oh, cut into go. it and everything. It's, it's been so long since I've seen the theatrical one that I don't even remember what's not in. Like I'm like, the same way. I just have the I have the director's cuts. I don't have the animated shit, but I have the the three hour version, and that's the one that I'm so used to. I don't know what's in that version that's not in the theatrical one mm-hmm. at this point. I think I have three. I think I have the regular, the director's cut, and then the big, the one. It's got like the pirate thing on the for the symbol oh, the so black it's got the, yeah oh it's gonna be amazing so that'll be good times uh make sure you guys check out the nerd dome podcast which is the other podcast that kai was on hashtag fuck you charles um well i don't have stories after this is over oh oh <laughs> um make sure you guys are following us everywhere on social media as well which is fortunes of comic dude podcast basically everywhere foc underscore podcast on both twitter and instagram if that's a little easier for you the podcast is available pretty much everywhere podcasts are spotify apple podcast no longer itunes uh 
it's leave not it. been iTunes like forever. Why uh, do you keep saying that? It will that? always be iTunes. Right. Just like Word is Word Perfect. No, it's just Word. And and yeah, no, it's not even Word anymore. It's like Microsoft Office. Or whatever now. <laughs> no, that's like the whole package. Oh, okay. And Excel is Quattro Pro. Quattro Pro. <laughs> is it? No, it was probably before you guys were born. That's what it was. <laughs> Leave us a review, guys. It really helps. Make sure you guys follow us on social media as well. As I mentioned earlier, we love hearing from you guys. Thanks again for downloading Joker and making it so highly downloaded. It's always nice. You know, it's very, very humbling, I guess. Tell your friends. Yeah, there you go. Tell your friends. You yeah, that's your that's your product of the week. Tell <laughs> at least one friend. That's about your this homework. Crappy podcast you heard. Until um, next time, guys. My name is Tyler. I'm Mary. I'm Kylie. And Kylie's phone is ringing. And peace out, guys. Take care. We'll see you next week. <laughs>